You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou, the one-on-one series. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. Get down and dirty with the show. All right, man. Mike, let's, uh, let's talk about yourself, man. Sounds good. Who is Michael Nasco? <laughs> well, I was a little boy, lost. <laughs> no. uh, I, uh, I started off uh, uh, in uh, cooking, actually, to tell you the truth. It's, I, I grew up as a chef, went to uh, culinary school. What, uh, whereabouts? You're here in California? No, I was actually in, in London. Uh, so you were born in London? No, I was born here in the U.S. and then uh, did high school here, and then when I turned... When I finished high school, I, I moved off to London and went, uh, went to cooking school when I was 17 and a half, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I remember my uh, father uh, uh, took me out there to uh, introduce me to the, to the area um, and get me sort of acclimated with this new culture and everything. And uh, I used to meet him. He took me out there for two weeks before he had to come back uh, and, and do stuff back here. But uh, I remember vividly, um, I used to always meet him at uh, this one hotel called the Durants that, that, uh, that he would stay at. And uh, I remember the last day that he was there, he, uh, he would, uh, uh, we would come out of the hotel and um, he said, hey, Mike, you know, you've got two weeks left in your little uh, flat that you have right now. And then you've got to find another place to live. By, um, he says, uh, you know, good luck with everything. Uh, you know, be strong if, you're, if you need something over here. Give us a call. So, and so you got the boot? He, he got in a taxi, and, and, and he took off down the road. <laughs> and I remember just sort of like sitting there. You know, it's London. It's like it's like gray and, and half raining half the time. How's the food there? Is it pretty bland? Oh, it's yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, he got in this taxi, and he took off down the road and went around the corner. And I stood there, and I went, holy shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm by myself in another country. For, you know, I've never actually done this. And uh, it was one of those epiphany moments where you sort of go, uh, well, you know, step off the curb and be a man type things. Well, I did that. And it was it was it was pretty pretty nuts growing up, you know. Being Especially in a, in a different country. Yeah, in a different country where I mean, luckily it was you know London, so everybody spoke English. But yeah, uh, but yeah, sort of having to fend for yourself, I guess, go yeah. out and find a find your own place to live and. Uh, sort of quickly became a, a man. Yeah. As much as Did you instantly grow a beard? And <laughs> no, I can't. It, it, if, to grow that beard that you have there, it would take me, geez, it would take me years. <laughs> this right here, this face double is, is months old. <laughs> nice, so, nice. Yeah, so that's, uh, I started off as a chef, um, and then when I graduated and came back uh, to, to California, cooked in some various um, uh, restaurants in the Orange County area, uh, Five Crowns and Crown de Mar, and uh, Marriott and, and uh, some uh, nice Italian restaurants, and then um, I had uh, I woke up one night. I remember uh, I, w- I was on the edge of my bed, and I was I, I was flipping you know sauces in my hands, like like visualizing it as I'm sleeping. And I I remember just kind of like a race car driver when he's like before he goes out to a race, he's like 
Or, or like Cool Runnings, you know, you seen, you seen them when they're in, they're in the bathtub, right? Yeah. And they're like, you know, they're like leaning left and leaning right, you know what I mean? Same thing. Same thing. I was on the edge of the bed and I just said, I don't need to be doing this anymore. So <laughs> this is now is consuming my whole my whole time. So I said, uh, you know, I kind of like to go off and do some other stuff. So uh, that's what I did. I, I ventured off into uh, learning programming and and uh some other 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 junk so mm-hmm. uh, it was fun it was different different avenues <laughs> yeah so so um but how'd you uh develop this company and um i mean were you riding bikes before you started uh you know when you were when you were a chef and when yeah. you were you know venturing other so, companies um when i was a kid obviously uh, just like a lot of boys uh i you know i rode uh, bmx and used to ride uh race at um uh you know the uh the orange y and uh chandler and all kinds of different places and just it was you know it was, as a kid you're you're uh everybody loved to, to be a mech so i did that a lot so i was i've been in the you know i've been riding bikes uh since I was a kid, then I got more into road biking for through my twenties. Well, let's back up for the BMX stuff. I mean, so you were racing. Yeah. I was, so, so you might have raced with against uh, Mike Franzi and a bunch I, of other people, huh? If he was in front of me, more than likely. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what what what, what bike Franzi. did you have? I had I had a uh, what's, what was called a Patterson back then. I also had a SE. Um, I had two SEs. I had a I had a natural one, which is sort of that silvery look, and then uh, I had a red one as well. And then uh, towards the end of my BMX career, <laughs> in quotes, uh, I had a I had a Silver Patterson, which was a, a nice bike back then. Yeah. Did you used to have nowadays, or? I, God, I wish I would have held on to those <laughs> bikes. You know, it's like one of those things where, geez, if you just would have kept those those cool things. But I remember, you know, in my garage, and you know, you would you would tear down your whole bike and meticulously clean it every time. And uh, yeah, it was that was a fun time. You'd go jumping over little. You know, there was the dips that were right over off of, I think, El Toro or, or uh, uh, one of those streets that we used to go to all the time, go jumping. And, and uh, yeah, it was fun. The lots up in Noe Gale that were, didn't have houses back then. We'd, we'd go out there with shovels and make, make jumps. Oh, Noe Gale Ranch? Yeah, Noe Gale Ranch. Yeah, okay. All that kind of stuff. I, li- I grew up in, in uh, uh, Laguna Hills. So okay. That was sort of my uh, Laguna Hills High School. So that was right uh, on. my uh, area. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, fun times out there as well. So then, uh, yeah, in my twenties, I I, uh, I got more into road uh, road biking, shaving your legs. Yeah, I, sh- <laughs> I don't know if I should have shaved my legs back then, but uh, definitely into the, yeah, the spandex back then. So it was good. Were you just recreationally, or did you start racing, doing some like crit races, some road races? I mean, what did you do? No, it was mostly just uh, just just riding. Not not too much into. I didn't do any racing, to tell you the truth, uh, on the road back mm-hmm. then. But it was just more. Get more into the the um, the road aspect of it. Oh, cool! Well, so cool, fun. just to just to be out on the road and yeah, try to yeah, exactly. Get, stay fit, right? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, got uh, got into it that way, and then and then uh, yeah. So I've been racing for for quite a while. And then uh, what was your first mountain bike? Oh, so that was what in your twenties then you said? Yeah, that was in my twenties and thirties. Then I went off to college, uh, real college, uh, in in my thirties. Uh, no, in my in my late twenties. Uh, after I came back and cooking for a while and realized that maybe I should go get a, a regular degree, uh, I moved to Italy and and did uh, uh, did some uh, uh, international business with uh, in a college out there, mm-hmm. and um, and then came back here again. So. During that time, I sort of I didn't really do too much uh, cycling back then, but um, but then I got back into it when I got back. I can't remember what my first mountain bike was. 
I think I know I had a Diamondback at one point. Um, I, I can't. I, I I'd have to remember. And then I jumped into Specialized for a while. Uh, drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, drinking the Kool Aid. I, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> they make some nice stuff. Yeah, yeah, they, that's true. And then uh, after that, I got into um, Niner. Uh, stuck with Niner for a long time. Okay. Uh, what are you on now? Right now, I ride a what's called a Zero Uno. Uh, Zero Uno is a it's a small uh, sort of boutique um, uh, uh, company out of Italy. Uh, and they have a really interesting uh, layup. They do sort of a uh, carbon Kevlar uh, layup on their on their bikes, um, and they're all hand painted and done and uh, manufactured in Italy. And you can get them custom ordered uh, uh, however you want. So they're made to order basically instead mm-hmm. of just mass produced and sold individually. And then they do uh, the build ups um, as, as you like as well, so you can specify what kind of components you want on it and and everything. So it's a I, I got introduced to um, to the owner um, uh, via my father, who happened to know uh, a friend of his and a friend of a friend. friend of a friend, sort of a type <laughs> of a thing, and they just sort of just connected the dots and and uh, and uh, we connected that way. So um, he's trying to break into the uh, to the sort of Orange County, LA market. So I said, oh yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do about. It. So I uh, took his bikes on and, and uh, started doing those. So they're. Wait, so now you're distributing them, or what are you doing? No, uh, I I am technically. I've got a contract with them, um, but just sort of introducing them to the market for right now, and then okay. see, you know, seeing if it can, you know, uh, grab anything, or if it, you know, how 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 it uh, how it holds up against some, some other stuff. So. So, uh, how long have you been on the bike? That bike I started riding. Um, Jeez, I think uh, three months ago or so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it so far. Nice. What are your first impressions? Very stiff. Uh, stiff. It's a stiff frame, uh, which I liked a lot because I ride a hardtail mostly, uh, and uh, and so I like the power transfer straight back. So it's a hardtail. Yeah, mine. That, that's a hardtail too. I tried to do enduro for a little while. I, I went and bought a, a pivot Mach six, uh, full carbon and. Uh, all that, all that had was I think a 155 travel, and mm-hmm. I said, oh yeah, I'm gonna go do some uh, some enduro racing this year. <laughs> that didn't go over so well. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, short career. Short, yeah, it was it was a one race career basically. <laughs> no, it was fun. I had a, I had a great time. It was just um, it you you have to have a dedication to that uh, for the day. Yeah, to go out in there and do that. You know, I'm used to. You know, heading up to the to the race and and over uh, the hump is you know the, over the hump or six yeah. o'clock you're out of there by eight. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. Duro, you're like, you're it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole it's a whole day thing. You know, end of the day, you know, there's food, there's beers, yeah. whatever, hanging out with your friends, and then podiums, and then the raffle. So it, it, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a all day it's, it's a, all day thing. It's a slower pace than yeah. You know, you know, well, you can get done right away, but guess what? You have to wait for everybody else to get done before you can go up and do your, you know do the podiums or whatever. Yeah, so that, that's basically what it was. Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't know what the going up to the podiums is like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things where I'm like, well, I I was gone from the house for 12 hours and I raced for you know 15 minutes. Yeah, total, well, so. welcome welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so do, does this company uh, also make a full suspension bike? Yeah, uh, they do a full suspension, but it's more of a uh, cr- sort of a cross country. Uh, it's not a big travel. Yeah. Um, uh, full suspension. And then they mostly do a lot of uh, uh, road frames and TTs and and uh, cyclocross okay. and whatnot. So what's the base I, price of these bikes? Uh, it all depends on sort of the build out, but the frames can go anywhere from uh, you know twenty five all the way up to six just for the frames. So, six grand, yeah, for yeah, the frame, yeah, for the frame, because they're all kind of hand hand done. Yeah, you know, um, uh, and you're what you're doing is you're putting dollars into the actual 
construction and um, and materials in the frame as opposed to the marketing of the frame. Mm-hmm. So uh, or the, of the brand. So right. you're 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 um, you're getting the quality out of it. Okay. Well, so. What what okay, so let me ask you about this company. What sets them apart from like everybody else besides you know obviously like the handmade part of it? I mean like let's say a Specialized or Santa Cruz, a um, Niner. Well, mostly just uh, this the layup. They 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 worked with some Formula One uh, manufacturers that do uh, sort of the body work on, on Formula Ones, and they they're using the same technology with them okay. uh, to creating uh, you know the layup the of the of the carbon. Okay. So, so. Cool. It's a, uh, it's it's nice. Like I said, it's in the infancy a little bit yeah. for me at least, and yeah. uh, for them, it's it's it's. Uh, they've been doing it for a while. They're pretty big in uh, other parts of the world, but okay. Uh, so the, this is this. So you're are you like the West Coast uh, guy or what? Uh, working on that, yeah. I mean, we, that's what we signed the contract for. Um, okay. And uh, just to sort of introduce it to the to to this area right yeah. now. Yeah. And what's the website? Uh, you can just go to zero uno. Uh, zero uno. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. Z e r o uno bikes. Okay, cool. So let's talk about uh, your your company, your okay. baby, right. your Sounds furry good. baby, my furry little baby. <laughs> <laughs> why? First of all, why why the name? Uh, I, I always get this, and I <laughs> wish I had a sexier answer for this <laughs> for, for the name. Um, um, basically, you can you can red monkey. You can say as a you can use your own imagination and come up with fun with. Uh, but the reality of, of the whole uh, name, um, I was riding on a trail. I knew I wanted to, to do a company um, at one point. And so uh, when I was started getting all the ducks in a row and figuring out, okay, well, this is actually going to happen. I should probably come up with a name for this company. Um, I was riding the trail, and I don't, I don't remember where the, where the trail was. I think it was in Aliso or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, I came off the trail, and there was a sign that said something about Black Dog. Um, something or other. So I passed by it and I said, oh, that's kind of a cool name, Black Dog, you know. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of companies called Black Dog. There's beers and all kinds of other stuff. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'll call it like a, a color and an animal, you know. So I started writing down all these things like, you know, brown bear and something grizzly and, you know, the elephant. And I, was just, I just had colors and I had, <laughs> I had, I had animals. And uh, so... I, I literally woke up one morning um, and I just had this 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 in vision in my head uh, as I woke up uh, of Red Monkey and so I just I kept thinking saying it over and over Red Monkey Red Monkey ah, sounds good Red Monkey and I I was laying in bed with my with my phone mm-hmm. trying to see if that was like, taken already or if it was a uh, you know something that I could use in in my industry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was Red Monkey. I think there's Red Monkey jeans, and I think there's a Red Monkey vodka or something. But uh, but there was no Red Monkey sports or no Red Monkey in in this industry. So I said, okay, well, I'll. Uh, and I literally bought it while I was bought the domain, bought the name, bought all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. right, right there while I was in bed. So the sexier, kind of cooler version is, oh, you know, Red Monkey is a term used for you know when you're uh, motocross and and you're you get chafed, you get a Red Monkey, you know. Oh, okay. There. So. <laughs> You know, I could come up with sexier stuff for it, which yeah, I probably yeah. should. You know, but, yeah, I was lying in bed and came up with this name. For yeah. So, you know, that's but that's the truth. That's how it. Uh, that's how it came about. So uh, it, it started as a one man. So you you started. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Talk talk about the process about you know once you got everything kind of legally all done and everything like that. So like, what was your first product? What was like? So grips, right? That was your first product. Yeah, basically, I, you know, I I uh, I used to ride 
silicone grips a lot, and uh, I loved them, and I thought that it was a great concept and all that. Um, I love the you know the feel of of the silicone grips. I just thought that the ones that I was riding were always a little bit too hard, and and um, uh, they just didn't feel perfect. For mm-hmm. me. And my grandfather, he was a, he was an inventor, and maybe he passed on stuff to me. I don't know what, but he always said, you know, if you if you like something, um, use it, and if you think it could be better, then improve it. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, I went out on the market and I tried to find other silicone based grips and i couldn't find anything else this is you know this is seven years ago six seven years ago wow um so i couldn't find any other people that were making silicone based grips and i Mm -hmm. said well why is there just really at that time only one main silicone grip manufacturer out there so i said well i'm going to start researching silicone properties and all that kind of stuff so i spent about a year uh or so studying different types of silicones different extrusion processes different heating um uh, uh, processes as well, and then came up with with uh, sort of a, a design concept uh, uh, and and whatnot. So um, it was it was more of a I, I was going more for the cushy uh, feel uh, of the grip as opposed to sort of uh, just the silicone uh, feel on it. Uh, and then uh, I designed a, an extrusion uh, process, a heating and cooling process that would basically. Uh, creates a sort of dual density type um, uh, 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 um, process. Uh, so you have sort of this inner layer that's a bit more uh, dense. It, it grabs the bar and, and vibrates the bar. And you've got an out- outer layer that's a bit more porous uh, that grabs the, the, you know, that vibrates with your hand. So it's a, it's a high vibration dampening mm-hmm. uh, uh, grip, basically. And then it, it's very tacky the way yeah. I, the way I, I uh, cure the, the final product so it, it lends itself to a nice tacky you can wear it with or without your gloves so i started off with uh, with just the the, the grip um, thinking okay what i'll do is i'll i'll just sort of see how um how the brand resonates do people you know enjoy do they like the 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 name do they like the product i'll, I'll try it out for a year uh at the time i was uh you know i was working uh for uh as a inter- um as a uh, marketing, uh, internet marketing for uh, a large sort of pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. So I was always, um, I had a nice cushy job and, and uh, was making good money, and, and so I never really wanted to rock the boat. Uh, I always wanted to do this. I had this concept in my head for, for years of, of doing this stuff after, after researching everything, but I never really um, uh, pulled the trigger on it. Uh, and then uh, one day, my company laid off uh, our whole um, department and then Damn. outsourced it. So uh, I spent about a month mm, thinking, okay, well, you know, I'll just go ride my bike for, for every day, you know, now that I'm, I'm, uh, I don't have a job. And then after about a month, I got kind of boring of literally riding your bike every day because there's, you know, you, <laughs> you think that, oh, you know, I, I, I would love to go ride my bike every day, <laughs> but if that's really the only thing you're doing. <laughs> you know what? Uh, uh, it's a trip that, uh, um, I mean that it didn't really exactly what happened to what happened to Mike Franzi. Yeah. But he was working for a beverage company, and then the Twin Towers happened, and then, yeah, and so he, you know, he he kind of took off and you know and rode his bike, and and you know, and the owner of Fullerton Bikes approached him, and that's kind of how it all created. But it's weird how it it's, works. It's kind right? of a trip that you know you guys have somewhat similar stories. Yeah, Franzi, uh, as as uh, as we always say. Um, uh, we're brothers, you know, it looks because we, we not only do we look the same, but uh, 
I, I can't tell you how many times somebody's come up to me and, uh, and, and on top of that, we have the same name. So people come Mike. up and say, Mike, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'll turn around obviously and, and start talking to them and, uh, and they'll just, they'll, they'll start talking. I'm, I'm, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, how do I know this guy? How do I know this guy? Right? Yeah, yeah. So you try to pay it off. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to play it <laughs> off. Like, okay, I've, I've got, he's going to say something at some point where I, I realize who this person is. And then uh, they'll say, so, you know, how's how's everything going over at the bike shop? And I'm like, oh, you're talking about Franzi. Yeah, dang that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of, it's it's a, it's a great relationship with, with Franzi, and, and we always have a, a good time. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a funny story uh, at Over the Hump one time. Uh, you know, he used to always say, you know, go uh, go to a Red Monkey and get free grips, you know. And uh, so <laughs> He's messing with you. He's just messing with <laughs> me, right? So I, I heard it over the intercom. Like it, I think there was a guest speaker at Over the Hump one time, and uh, he went up and said, oh, tell, you know, say that uh, you get free grips, you know, or something like that. So <laughs> I heard it. I'm like, oh, frenzy, man. So I went up to him, and I said, oh, I got to I gotta say something. So I, I grabbed the mic, and I said, uh, hey, anybody who shows up tomorrow at 9 a.m. at Fullerton Bikes gets a free bike, you know, or something <laughs> like that. So I get a phone call at 9.15 in the morning the next no, morning. No, no. calls me up and says, there's this lady at my at my at Fullerton Bikes no way, dude. asking about the free bike, and I'm like, oh <laughs> man, I'm sorry. <laughs> so gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I got you back there, buddy. <laughs> so so uh, when you were doing these grips, uh, you actually brought some. I uh, asked you to bring some stuff into the studio, yeah. and we can talk about it and, and kind of feel it. So when you were making these grips, were you making them um, in? In your house, or what? Well, I mean, no, did so, you make them by yourself? Were you ma- were you making them yourself, or yeah, what? Uh, I had I'd commissioned a company to design them. Uh, I had gone in, talked to their engineers, gave them, you know, um, what I had what I wanted to do, and so we went through tons of iterations uh, until we nailed exactly what I had um, envisioned them them being, mm-hmm. um, improved them a little bit over over a little bit of time, but. Uh, worked with this company and then um, they uh, so they they actually produced them for me per my specs mm-hmm. uh, here locally in in uh, in, in SoCal mm-hmm. uh, and then um, I have originally I, I did everything out of obviously when I first started the company we we did everything out of the house or out of my my uh, condo and the warehouse and the and the and the production facility was down in the garage and then you know the uh, the the business was done in the living room, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I remember when I started getting orders, our living room was filling up with boxes. And nice. it was just kind of, you know, you would walk in, you'd have to go a path to get to the kitchen <laughs> and a path to get to the, to the bedroom. It was kind of fun. Were, so. were, you, were you doing all the marketing yourself? Or I mean, yeah, at the okay. time I was doing everything uh, from the marketing to, you know, uh, calling uh, bike shops. Uh, to uh, you know, doing all of the accounts and doing pretty much it was it was just a one man show at, mm-hmm. at the time. Um, still a, a small company right now, uh, we're, but however we're starting to um, take a little bit of the responsibility of certain avenues um, over to other companies that are a bit more you know uh, 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 that's their forte is doing yeah, like for you know, sure. marketing or, yeah. or, or or communication or whatever. Distribution or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, we still do all the distribution out of our okay. out of our uh, warehouse that we have, our offices that we have now in uh, Lake Forest and in uh, off Portola. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we used to our offices used to actually be right over here off Baker and um, uh, Polarino. There's like okay. a little, a little. So when I drove by, I'm like, oh, and that's yeah. <laughs> so, so do you remember who your first customer was? Oh, yeah, it was Rock and Road. Uh, really? Yeah, Rock and Road because uh, I used to race for Velosport. Um, 
uh, a couple years before I started the company. So uh, I went to Jeff and I said, hey, you know, would you mind just trying, you know, trying these out? Let me know. Uh, so he's like, yeah, of course we, you know. We, and I think uh, Mike Franzi was my second. Uh, I had uh, Scott McLean actually went and, and took me over there and, and uh, introduced me to, to, to Mike. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think uh, the path was one of the, of the third or so. So mm -hmm. it got to a point where um, I got uh, sort of, you know, I would go around to all the bike shops and get them in the, you know, it, it was, it was easy, not easy. I don't want to say easy. It was never easy, but it was, I was a local company. So getting into the local bike shops was, was easier. Yeah, for right? sure. So I got, you have, you already have kind of rapport. You rapport have, with everybody. You yeah, know, I'm going sure. to these shops all the time and get stuff or talk to them about bikes. And uh, so they, uh, some of these guys already knew me. So, uh, but then it was, you know, getting past that to go to LA or go to San Diego. And I remember I would get, you know, I would go on Google maps and I would, you know, type in bike shops and I would, I would, plot out my my Your route. My, my my drive you know <laughs> like i would go down so i had this big sheet of paper and i would call all these companies and uh set up appointments and and whatnot and i had a you know i had a speech down for everything that i would you know would do and it was it was funny so uh it was it's weird when you start a company how you pull in all of these things that you've learned throughout your life mm -hmm. you know and like oh that i could I, I never really thought that that would come in handy but it actually is you know how you whatever it is how you talk yeah, to people for sure. how, how you organize how you do you know yeah anything. so it was, it was pretty interesting so awesome um so yeah so then after that i i sort of uh, i went from from la uh you know orange county la san diego i plotted out and then uh, I, uh, and I didn't have a distributor i didn't have a you know any reps or anything like that it was basically just me so um then i would drive out to Vegas, you know, and do the same thing. I would I would spend a day out there and just kind of hit every shop and then drive back home. And then same thing. I would go out to Arizona. A better blackjack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, red. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would do all sort of sort of that. And then after after a point, it was getting to a part where uh, a point where I couldn't really travel anymore. Before it became, uh, I wouldn't make any money off the grips because it was the amount of money it was taking me to get to these places. Right. So, at that point, then I said, okay, well, I think maybe now I need to kind of find a distributor if I'm going to do, do something anymore. So, so that that was pretty much your first hurdle that you had to you had to get past. Yeah. You know, once you once you've kind of already got your 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 customer base locally here. Yeah. And you know, as far as Vegas or you know yeah. what have you, and then beyond that, you're like, well, okay, well now I gotta figure okay. something else out where it's gonna I'm gonna make money because obviously you're in it to make money you're not in it to lose money that's the plan when it's not yep. really, yeah. but uh, yeah it's a, at some point you have to realize okay it's just, am, I do, am I gonna do this now you have to remember I didn't have a job mm -hmm. uh, I, I had been laid off and I, I had a nice severance but after a while that's gonna run out and so what I basically did is I emptied out my 401k and damn uh, yeah I took took a savings out and just I mean said, did you like like sit down and you like maybe had a cup of wine or something like <laughs> man I mean I'm I'm about to you know you yeah. know this is this is it right here I'm all in yeah so you know what I, mean? I that I had that moment when I decided okay if I if I don't do this right now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put my put my resume out, I'm going to go get a regular job, and I'm going to be back into the 9 to 5, sitting there typing on mm -hmm. the computer, and I'm not going to, I'm never going to do this again, right? right. I'm never going to have it until I retire, maybe. But if, if I don't at least try this right now, then uh, it's it's never, I'm never going to probably have the opportunity again. So I, I figured what I'd do is I would spend a year, 
I, I figured with my severance and with my 401k and all that kind of stuff, I had a year that I could I could mess around, mm-hmm. or not mess around, but I could I could I could really focus on give, um, yeah, yeah. Give, it a, give it a go. Yeah. So uh, I figured I would spend that year. I would um, I would do it earnestly, try and get it going, and if it stuck around, then then wonderful. And if it didn't, well, then I I tried, mm-hmm. and I could just I could just enter in back into the workforce if if uh if it didn't go well but i didn't what i didn't want to do is get to be 60 65 years old and say god you know i really wish i would have tried that way back then you know and be disappointed that i never did so at least this way what i'm doing is whatever happens and i mean the company's been open for five years now but um uh whatever happens in the future i can't say that i didn't try right Right. so i think that's that's no regrets yeah no regrets I'm honest with myself, and, yeah. and that's, that's pretty much it. So, uh, who was your first distributor? Um, so, um, I was uh, I got introduced to um, uh, a, a gentleman named Sean Neal, and he was in a, a rep for a bunch of different companies. He did, um, I think, he was doing Victoria at the time, and and uh, a couple other companies, and he was also repping for uh, another company called Torcano, and Torcano did. Um, uh, I can't remember. They had some uh, small bikes and uh, clothing. Uh, clothing. Yeah, they had some clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, they had uh, 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 kits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said, "Hey, Sean, can you? Would you mind distributing this for me? And you know, would you uh, take on a little region?" He said, "Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll introduce you to Torcano, and then um, if they pick you up, then then through them, I'll, I'll sell." So. Um, I got in with Torcano, and then what they did is they put out a um, sort of the, a couple things happened all at once, in, literally in, inside of a, a month or so. But uh, I got Torcano as a distributor. I uh, they put out a press release which went out uh, through a bunch of wires, like you know, um, uh, bike bicycle wheel uh, retailer and a bunch yeah. of other um, international ones. And then at the same time, uh, uh, I met some great guys over. Uh, 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 Mountain Bike Action Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Flanagan and, and, and a couple of the guys, and and, um, and they liked him a lot, and they put it in their in their um, in their magazine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sort of a combination of a bunch of things happened literally within a month, and I went from you know selling x amount, small amount of, of grips uh, every month to I had people calling me up from Port. I remember I got my first call, international call from a company in Portugal, and this guy wanted to sell my grips, and I thought it was a joke. You know, I'm on the internet searching. I'm like, is this real? Does this guy just want my bank account information? What, you know, what is, is this something that's really going on? And then, you know, obviously it came down, it was real. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm selling this, you know, inter- these products internationally. And I think that was, that was, I think that's when I realized, not at that moment, but I, I, I realized that this was something beyond what um, I had envisioned mm-hmm. when, um, uh, I saw like on on uh, Instagram or on Facebook or something, uh, somebody in like Malaysia, riding a bike with my grips on. They're posting up a picture uh, of their of their grips and tagging me or, or what what have you. And I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, there's th- those grips were in my hand like two weeks ago here in Southern California. Now they're on this guy's bike in Malaysia uh, as he's riding through some trails in in Malaysia. I'm, I'm, it just tripped me out. That's like, awesome. I'm, I'm like, wow. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, that's kind of the moment I said, okay, well, I think this is, you know, so that was sort of the, the, the first year was just selling locally and doing all that, you know, going to little cities and whatnot. Mm -hmm. 
And then the second year uh, was more about uh, uh, more distribution and, you know, getting through through Torcano and, and uh, getting out there a bit more. And we ramped up quite a bit with the um, uh, uh, with distribution through them. So now I was becoming, you know, I, I went from selling into 40 stores in Southern California to selling into 300 stores all of a sudden because they were buying through this distributor. Globally. Right? And globally. So I think I started off with something like 15 international countries and now i think we're up to about 40 or so international countries so um that we sell into uh that's got to be exciting it's yeah it was it was trippy <laughs> for a while and but what was nice i mean ex- aside from the first couple months where it ramped up really fast um the the ramping up has been i've been able to absorb it well mm-hmm. like you know it didn't it, it hasn't gone crazy too crazy and i've been able to scale with 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 everything so um uh, it's been it's been good. So the second year was more about sort of uh, getting the brand out there, seeing what what, and then uh, developing other products and and seeing how that goes. Um, the name of the company is Red Monkey Sports, not Red Monkey Grips. I didn't want to start just a grip company, even though that's what I started off with, right? Uh, the idea was to you, sort you of, don't want to limit yourself, right? I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to just be uh, a grip company like mm-hmm. oh, okay, those guys are similar to to other, you know. Right. So the idea was to create. So I decided to start expanding into you know other other uh, uh areas so yeah. i started coming so, out with different different products as so well, you got so. you got some stuff in the studio uh, you want to talk about what? uh yeah so we have the you know this uh is a product we call monkey goo it's a tire sealant uh, let, me, let me check it out here yeah so what we do with this uh when we right. when we bevel the edges of these grips which we do uh in shop uh we have a lot of the silicone dust uh particles that are okay. left over right so I always thought, gosh, you know. Let me check out these grips here. What, um, so what, they, this is they, the cam. cam. That's the cam grip. So it's, an, it's right a new, new grip called the cam. Yeah, that that uh, was designed uh, after a cam lobe, you know. So, yeah, 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 for a car. For a car, right? right. So yep. the idea was on that one. So if you naturally put your hand in a circle, uh, you you actually make a uh, the profile of your of your hand kind of goes like a cam. It doesn't. You actually have to use this muscle in your forearm mm-hmm. to make a full circle, right? So did you, did you consult any physicians? No, no, I was just. <laughs> don't ask me why I was making this <laughs> this, this with my hand. Uh, but uh, so what I did was I said, okay, what if I you know if we shave these down and make indentions on them and then had it so that it fit into that aspect. So this bulbous part this sorry oops this uh uh the cam lobe is, mm-hmm. is made to go into this knuckle uh inside of the knuckle area of your fingers okay yeah and then uh it's pretty good yeah so it sort of feels good and then what what i found uh and through testing it for a cup for a couple months where the people as they're going uphill would actually kind of lock their fingers underneath it because it kind of has that ledge yeah. underneath so they would kind of get a little okay little so i had uh, I, you know i have a couple of pro riders that, that ride my grips pacheco and a couple of the guys um and so they would they tested them for a while and they, they liked them a lot they said they, they get a lot of leverage mm-hmm. uh when they need to really um work on the bars and stuff so uh, that was the idea behind the, the cam grip okay so uh, and then it's also multi-positional. So let's say that you want the um, grip to be uh, to fit into the top part or the back part. So uh, as an ergonomic grip, we're not making an ergonomic grip and saying, "Hey, this is how you're supposed to put it in your hand." We're saying, "Look, your riding style is going to be different than my riding style, right. different than another guy." So you you we're going to 
develop a grip that we think is ergonomic, and then you put it in your into your hand where you feel the most comfortable. And you where, rotate where it, it feels, any, any way that fits you. Any way that fits you, right? Because my hands are different than yours. Your my riding style is different than yours. All right. that kind of stuff. So uh, that was the that's the latest product we came out with. What we did first actually was. Um, uh, we partnered up with um, this is a different product. This is called the Wolf Tooth uh, Fat Paw, mm-hmm. and um, Wolf Tooth components they make chain rings and, and right. uh, other stuff. They're they're pretty they're a pretty big uh, company. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're a nice company out of um, Minnesota uh, or something. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. right? So they they came to us a long time ago and said, uh, "Hey, we'd like to start de- developing uh, a, a a grip, and we want to make it a, real, a fat grip, a really fat grip, the fattest grip on the market." Um, you know, we've tried other silicones, we can't find the silicone that we like, but yours we like a lot. We've tried it. Cool. Can we can we can we, can we start developing something? So I thought about it. I said, "Well, gosh, do I want to do something? You know, do I want to?" Uh, this is, I think it was in my second year that I was that we had the company, and and uh, I said, well, it would probably be a great opportunity to sort of hook up and co-brand a, a product with uh, with a company like Wolf Tooth, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we went back and forth for a couple months, uh, uh, developing different uh, styles, different uh, durometers, different uh, thicknesses, uh, all kinds of different stuff back and forth till they finally got <clears throat> the product that they liked the most. So, um, and that's another thing I want to talk about with the, with the, the silicone. Uh, with our extrusion process and how we cook our silicone, silicone comes in like a, uh, it's similar to like a Play-Doh, right? Mm-hmm. So you get this big Play-Doh and then you, you put it in a machine that needs it for a while and then it gets extruded into a machi- out of a machine. Kind of like saltwater taffy? It, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm serious. It's exactly like saltwater taffy. It goes through this thing yeah. and it goes out. And then uh, it goes through some ovens and gets cooked, And right? So my, the way that I cook and and uh cure the the is is sort of a proprietary uh, method but uh the difference is uh in, so the thick i have three different thicknesses i have a i have a, a five millimeter uh for the weight weenies s- or what for the weight weenies and guys that just went out. <laughs> <laughs> and then a 6.5 and then a, a 9.5 which is the wolf tooth so my cooking procedure is different for each and the, the the type of silicone i use is different for each one it's kind of like baking a cake right if you Back, back to cooking. Back to cooking again, right? <laughs> Same. So, uh, like, remember what I said? Yeah. Like things that you did, like in the past. You're yeah. like, oh, this is coming in handy. So, uh, same sort of thing. I don't just like all of. If you put a thin dough, pizza dough, or something in the oven, and you cook it for the same time you put a thick dough in, they're not going to be the same, right? You're going to burn one. You're going to burn one, or you're going to undercook one, or whatever. So the the cooking, uh, it's it's different for each thickness, right? So that's why no matter what, you're going to get the same feel in the grip. But uh, it's not going to be the same. It's actually not cooked the same in order mm-hmm. to, in order to, to achieve that. I want a congruency across my line, but I, in order to do that, I've got to have different cooking processes. So, mm-hmm. uh, to, for making theirs, it was a, it was a challenge to try and get that because this is a thick grip. This yeah, is 9.5 it's thick. silicone, right? So maybe because uh, where they ride. Freaking cold, they were right? Cold out there. So I think their hands were just <laughs> they got, numb. They got the big, big old mitts. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe that's why they yeah. need such a, such yeah, a big, so. thick grip or something. Yeah, they also liked it because it was sticky. When when my grips get a little bit wet, they get a little bit sticky mm-hmm. um, as well, tacky. So um, I think they like that as well. In, in there, so. so we were talking about your the monkey goo. So you, you guys. You said, "What do you?" Yeah, so we bevel the edges, and bevel we have okay. uh, we have the silicone dust left over, mm-hmm. uh, and then we take that silicone dust, uh, silicone particles, and we put it inside there. That you can kind of see it floating around. Yep, it's a latex-based silicone. I mean, a latex-based uh, tire sealant, and um, basically the uh, sil- the silicone particles when there's a puncture. 
uh, the silicon particles will slow down the air loss mm -hmm. uh, in time for the for the latex to get there and bind up and seal seal it up. So let me ask you: This doesn't create little little uh, little cr oh, does, little, little critters inside yeah, the tire. Stan I know stan animals. Animals, yeah, yeah. They call them. Yeah, yeah um, look like coral. We we experimented with a couple different. Uh, well, a bunch of different uh, types of uh, formulas in mm -hmm. order to get one that that limits that okay. as well. So it's, uh, um, it's it's been selling pretty well so far. We like it. Uh, it's How long has it been good, on the market? Good reviews. Uh, I think uh, six months or so. What's the price on? Uh, let's, what's, what's the price? What's the what's the retail price on the grips? Uh, uh, so the uh, eighteen ninety five for the for the five millimeters, nineteen ninety five for the six millimeters. I think the uh, fat paws are twenty three ninety five. Okay. The cams are twenty one. No, yeah, twenty one fifty. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is uh, the goo. I believe is seventeen ninety five. So it's it's on part two, like it's on the part, stands, yeah, right? The stands and okay. all that kind of stuff uh, as well. And what we did with this bottle, I don't know if you ever, if you did uh, like yeah. motocross one. Yeah, yeah, like a premix. Yeah, like a premix. So exactly. you squeeze it and it gives you the egg. The the uh, whatever this exactly. uh, one ounce right that's a one ounce uh, little reservoir yep. so I don't know if you've ever done the uh, other other um, tile sheilants but you know you have to sort of pre-measure it or squeeze it in or do whatever so this right. one you basically just hold one side you squeeze it one ounce in you pour it into the bead bada and bing, then bada boom. bada bing bada boom and then if you happen to knock that bottle over, which every, I think everybody's done, like they've gone back and they've sort yeah. of hit the bottle and <laughs> yeah. it just glugs out all over like, your. Damn, I just wasted yeah, like twenty bucks. Yeah, I just wasted bucks. twenty bucks right there. <laughs> the most you're gonna spill out of that thing is one ounce. It's in the reservoir. It won't, okay. And if there's nothing in the reservoir, it won't spill out. Right, because so. it, it, it needs like the air, right? To, you it needs push the air through. to go yeah. through. Unless you step on it, then it'll squirt it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, one thing I've always struggled with, like you know, stands in a couple other companies, is um, I don't feel like it like it seals enough, like quick enough. So I, I I was using a uh, um, metal flake. It's not glitter. Oh, it's yeah. metal flake. So I was like, oh well. In addition to what they're using, like right. maybe it'll it'll seal it up or it'll keep it from turning into a stanimal. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, which that's is, for sure. Which yeah. always happens. So this stuff doesn't dry out. Uh, no, no, it'll last for quite a while. Uh, we've we've gone you know six months, eight months uh, with it still. We'll you know we'll pop our beads every so often, just check mm -hmm. it, but. It's been great so far. We're we're uh, we're pleased with it, and we're getting some good reviews. Non-toxic, non-corrosive. That's pretty yep. good. So it's good for the environment. Good for the environment, right? Good <laughs> call Greenpeace. <laughs> <laughs> Went to tree huggers. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with that. So so um, so monkey goo. So you got the grips. Uh, what else you got? You got a bike wash. Uh, bike wash is actually a uh, non-toxic, biodegradable bike wash as well. Okay. Um, and it's called cleans. Cleans, yeah. That's sort of the uh, the motif I have on my. You know, I've got the carves, the cleans. Mm -hmm. uh, the I, I do have some of those grips right there. That <laughs> color one right there. You <laughs> oh, hooked yeah. me up with uh, monkey goo with the yeah. with the stuff underneath. So um, trying to keep the sort of the, the naming culture uh, along with it. We also have the clamp uh, the clamps that we have. So let, let's talk about this clean stuff. Um, so obviously you're like you get done with the race, especially like. Over the hump, you know, it gets a little dusty, you know, I don't know, I guess you must be a clean freak or something. I, I got a couple of friends that we get done, we get done riding, you know, and they're like in the garage is like cleaning their bike, you know, they're like, you know, WD, not WD-40, but simple green or something yeah, like that. And they're just yeah. like soaking it down like I want to keep this bike clean. Yeah. 
Okay, cool, man. You know, like I, I do a couple rides, maybe three, four rides, and then I'll, I'll wipe it down. Right. You know, but everybody's different. There's a lot of clean freaks out there, so this product is the perfect for for those kind of clean freaks. Yeah, it's a degreaser, also a bike wash as well. So okay. uh, just basically spray it on, give it a couple scrubs, and and uh, everything comes out nice and nice and non-toxic, shiny. biodegradable. Yep. Yep, yep. It's uh, it's good stuff so far. Uh, that's been around for for a while. Um. Uh, we haven't really promoted it too much, uh, but uh, we'll be pushing it a, a bit more now. And so it's 20, 22 fluid ounces. What's the price on this? I think it's $12. 12 bucks. Yeah. You guys have like a like a gallon size or anything bigger? Like We will be making a bigger one. Okay. Yeah. yeah soon, okay. Soon as well. So. And then you don't have to dilute this, right? Straight. Which, straight yeah, just straight. Just okay. like that. And then uh, what's funny is I actually, uh, we use this in at the office to clean like um, uh, coffee pots and whatnot because it's... Uh, uh, biodegradable and non-toxic and stuff you literally squirt a couple of squirts into the coffee you know container thing yeah. and swirl it around are, are, are you gonna are you gonna go on tv and start doing I'm gonna, yeah what? i swear i am <laughs> i'm on qbq uh, whatever it yeah, is yeah like, yeah yeah get it now get it now now yeah. now now yeah. <laughs> while supplies last yeah, yeah. uh one thing i'm, I'm noticing more. yeah exactly <laughs> one thing i'm noticing in, in the, your packaging it says a portion of while Red Monkey Sports sales are donated to various cycling charities, yeah, what what are those? So that's a big part of the whole company as well. Is that um, so you giving know, back? Giving back. Uh, I I try and give back to the community as much as I can. Uh, I wouldn't be here without community support. So I feel that uh, it's my duty to to give back to them in any way I can, whether it's uh, you know through charity donations. Uh, or through uh, community assistance, uh, doing everything I can, volunteering at local races or, or whatnot. Uh, it's a big part of, of what the company stands for. Um, so we, we do a lot of that. We started off with a, a great company called uh, 88 Bikes. Um, and there's a, I think there's a, there's a few of these types of, of uh, charities out there now where they, they buy bikes for underprivileged uh, kids That's or, awesome. or people. So these guys do it in, um, uh, in, in uh, Indonesia and, and Malaysia and whatnot, and they'll buy – for 88, bu- or 88 bucks, you basically buy a bike for uh, – you know, they don't just go out there and, and hand, hand bikes out. They're, they're – they're picked or they're you mm-hmm. know, they go to a village and they you know but it helps support people that are really needed who need it and they don't yeah. just need it just so they can go ride trails they need it because they need to get to work or they need right. it. it's part of you know it's it's their transportation right or they're using it for work you know like you know carrying stuff back and forth mm-hmm. to markets or whatever so uh i first got uh, introduced to to dan over there at 88 bikes and and uh it, it uh it was it was really nice and so then i started expanding that 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 whole thing. When I got into the pink grips, I started doing sort of the breast cancer yeah. uh, stuff as well. Is that limited edition, or is that is that uh, every, you know is that like something you can get online? So uh, the, the 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 pink ones. The, yeah, the pink ones you can get online. You can you can uh, get them in the stores as well. They they have them they have them all over uh, okay. as well. So uh, I have sort of I think a ten or twelve different charities that I sort of rotate every month. I just uh, I'll, oh, cool. I'll, I'll I'll pick a couple and, and and start donating to those. And then we did uh, a brown grip, and we're doing uh, for that we're doing uh, sort of. Um, PTSD and veterans associations for the military for military and stuff. That's awesome. And we do. You guys should come up with like a camel one if, so, if, it's, if it's possible, huh? I, I, was, I was trying so hard to get. To get remember, I was talking about how the how the um, the putty the the dough has yeah. to go through this you know taffy type right. stuff. So when you when you introduce two different colors and you mix it up and you put it in the machine, it comes out as one color. Oh, okay. Because it's just it's 
get just mushed around, yeah, right? Yeah. So what I was trying to do was get two colors to come out differently yeah and that's so we're still working on it okay maybe you'll see that'd be be cool uh but yeah light brown and dark brown yeah that'd be awesome um but yeah so we did uh uh, for the camel grips for the for the brown grips we did uh home home for our troops which uh donates which helps uh uh buy or uh helps uh veterans get into into uh housing as well so um that's awesome you know we, we gotta we gotta uh we got to take care of our, our, our veterans, you know what I mean, and people that have served our country and protected us, you know, instead of being on the streets. That's uh, that's awesome. I know there's a lot of uh, charities out there that I, I saw one on TV where they're they're doing these containers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they're, like, you know, they're making, making homes houses. out of them, yeah, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a great idea as well. Yeah. So, yeah, anything to help help uh, help them out. Um, I mean, they're, they're risking their life, basically, yeah. for it, uh, so that I have the right to do uh, these sort of things, so. Yeah, for Anything sure. I can do to help back, you know, and it says right on all the boxes that that, that you know all the stuff. Go, there's a portion of the proceeds yeah. to go to go to charity, and 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 hopefully it just keeps. You know, I, I don't give. Uh, I give what I can. Yeah. Um, right, but as as hopefully as the company grows, I can start giving more right. and more and more uh, as well. So, uh, and then I also do uh, uh, challenge athletes foundation CAF uh, as well. So uh, uh, that helps by. Um, bikes or or uh, prosthetics or, or what have you for for athletes that uh have lost limbs or, mm-hmm. or whatnot and they still want they, they still have that i mean in your in your in your soul you still have that that desire to compete yeah, so it helps sure. it helps them you know uh, do all that kind of stuff so that's awesome um and then there's all you know there's also just being in the community you know uh i try and support local racing as much as possible yeah and local bike shops for me i think that uh you know it's easy to go online and buy stuff, uh, you know, and I'm sure you probably get it cheaper or whatnot. But uh, for me, the heart and soul of the cycling industry is your local shop, right? You go the brick in there, and mortar you, shops. Brick and mortar shops, right? You go in there, you get to know them. They're going to give you good advice. No, one, you're not going to learn how to. I mean, you can learn how to do stuff on YouTube, but I mean, until you go in there and talk to them, and they they're doing they've been doing it for for years and years and years on how yep. to fix something or do something. They might have a technique or whatnot, so. Uh, on top of that, they know what's going on in the cycling community, and they they um, they'll tell you what's good and bad and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I think having a relationship with your local bike shop is also good as well. And, Absolutely. And, uh, yes, I I I would make more margin if you buy them from my website, but that's not what I'm I'm shooting for. I'm shooting because I, I like to support my local bike shops. That's they're they're the ones that actually keep me. Uh, you know that that support me, so I'm mm-hmm. I, I support. I, I think it's, I think that's what you need to do is yeah, you got to give back. Yeah, you yeah. can't you, you know you can't always focus on the dollars and cents. You know you got to be like hey, you know what we got to give back to the people uh, that 100. Yeah, that, you know kind of got you started. Exactly. Um, and you also volunteer at Over the Hump because that you know I go out there and I see you and you're out there marking legs <laughs> or doing yeah. something. You know. Yeah, we uh, I've had a, a great relationship uh, with those guys. Um, uh, started, you know, nine years ago or so, and, and ten years ago, where I went to that race, and and uh, uh, I sort of got that BMX, you know, when I used to race BMX, and I got that feeling back, mm-hmm. you know, and that 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 feeling of being in that environment. They the, over the hump uh, supplies such a great atmosphere, sort of a you know just its own community of of you know, and everyone's there and having a good time, and it, you know yes, there's the racing, but there's just there's the whole before and the whole after Absolutely. and all that kind of stuff. It's just one great night of of just being around a bunch of people that just uh, just care about uh, about the cycling community. So yeah, um, I totally agree with you on that. Like 
I, go, I race every once in a while. Like, depending <laughs> on my work schedule. But I go racing. I'm like, you know what? Like, what kind of keeps me, you know, and I've posted it on social media. Like, what keeps me going is, like, people cheer me on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Mike, Mike's up there. He's like, yeah, come oh, on, yeah. Luke, come on. You know what I mean? He puts it on social media and people yelling. And, you know, and that, oh, yeah. that what kind of keeps me going. And, and, you know, and my personal goal every race is, when I race is, I don't want to be last. Uh, so <laughs> I'll, I'll push myself as hard as I can to, to at least beat somebody in my class. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? So it's... <laughs> it's it's awesome, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. the over the hump guys are are great. You know, I've been we've been doing it for a long time, you yeah. know, maybe since day one. Yeah. And uh, you know, they give back. You yeah. Know, and you know, totally, and it, yeah. it's a great commu- you know, it's a great it's a great event. It's you know every Tuesday. Yeah. If you guys don't know what it is, it's a uh, it's a cross country slash crit race <laughs> yeah, at the Dust Fest. Dirt. Sometimes, yeah, crit on dirt. Yeah, it's it's in Irvine, uh, um, California, here in Orange County. And uh, it's every Tuesday we do, you know, it's a six-week race, and then you do a four-week four, four week break, and then you go back to another six weeks. So, you know, the top 30% guys get uh, uh, a pint glass, which is, that's a pretty pretty sweet trophy. Yeah. If you can get a pint glass, it's <laughs> yeah, like, man, I've achieved something. That's you know what, what I mean? That's what for. That's it. That's you know, the, yeah. That's the grail right there. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then obviously there's a lot of vendors, a lot of bike shops. Uh, you guys are out there. Yeah. Um, and then there's stuff for the kids. So it, it's a great, it's a great uh, uh you know, I think for the community, for the side community to keep people uh, connected. You know yeah. what I mean? A couple of years ago, Matt uh, came to me and asked, uh, you know, what can we do more with Bread Monkey out there at, at Over the Hump? And um, uh, so we came up with this idea of doing uh, this thing. So I used to do this thing called Catch the Monkey. And what I would do is with my with my team, um, we would go out on local trails, you know, whether it's Santiago, whether it's uh, Whiting or what have mm-hmm. you, and we would post up on, on social media, hey, we're going on this trail, we're going to be here at this time, uh, if you can catch a monkey, you know, uh, you, you will we'll have grips with us, and, and if you catch a monkey, you get a, That's you great get a set of grips, right? So, yeah, it's a <laughs> marketing scheme, but it's also fun to get people out there trying to trying to catch you. The, the rules where you can't catch them in the parking lot, right? you know, because uh, <laughs> so you have to actually physically go out there and catch them on a the trail. So we would... We would tell everybody the route, so there would be people that would either try and do the route backwards and try and get you know catch yeah. them as they're coming this way, or there are people that would try and catch catch them on the thing. And it was fun, you know. You take your picture and you get your set of grips and the whole bit. So we decided we would try and do something like that with the kids. Um, and what we did was we got a, this mask and you know the the monkey mask and and uh, we would go out uh, and. Um, kids would have to basically try and catch the monkey as they start the race around mm-hmm. the corner and stuff like that so uh it's a real fun thing as well it also keeps uh uh you know keeps the kids kids going and they 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 love to see the monkey every every, yeah, every week yeah. and then so it just turned into sort of a, a thing as well so, it's, so who, who's the uh who's the lucky monkey uh, God, i can't that... tell you who the, it's, 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 it's the mascot you can't you don't know you can't know who it can. maybe it's different every week it's yeah not, yeah. Props to that person because man, sometimes it's hot out there and dusty. And oh, you gotta, I, will I don't die. even want to stick my head in that thing. <laughs> you don't, not after the last person did. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. Oh so. man. So um, then we also help out with like uh, non-dot, uh, the non-dot races yeah, as well. John, yeah, John Curley and those guys are yeah. awesome. You yeah. know, and um, those are those are pretty tough races. You know, yeah, it's very tough. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not taking away from like over the hump, but. It's a different kind different of racing, style. Yeah, different, different style, style. Yeah, yeah, different style of cross totally. country racing. And um, next race is uh, the fifth of uh, yeah, it's coming up next of, week of August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliso. Yeah. yeah, I think it's at Aliso, right? Yeah, you gonna be out there? Yeah, I'll be out there every time. And we used, we did this thing uh, with them where we're gonna have a new thing this week. I'll tell you about it after. But what I used to do is we had this thing called the um, Suffer Score, the Red Monkey Suffer Score. So it started because one of the races goes up. 
um, uh, Dreaded Hill, right? They have a time travel. Oh, like yeah, that's Dreaded in Whiting, Hill. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So we would uh, we'd get the whole Red Monkey team out there, and we would have these little numbers, you know, 1 through zero, one through 10, and uh, we would see how much somebody's suffering going up Dreading, and we'd get, ah, you're a six, you're not mm-hmm. even trying, you know, and you're not even sweating or whatever. Right? So, or guys are just like, ah, you know, yeah. give them a 10 or whatever. So we started off doing that. So uh, that was a, a, for a year or two, that was the, uh, we did the Red Monkey Suffer Score. But I think we're going to introduce um, a new thing this week. I don't, I don't know if I could say it or not. But uh, uh, anyways, you, you know those uh, cornhole games, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're going to throw bananas into the cornhole. So you got to get your <laughs> banana in the cornhole. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. <laughs> so that's the, that's the game for, for this nice, next Nice, nice. But, yeah, uh, I go there as well. We have, uh, you know, a couple guys on our team that, that go to all those races as mm-hmm. well. And, and um you know, again, they they, the non dot guys um, and gals uh, are huge community supporters as well. They mm-hmm. I mean, they go out to the trails and they fix the trails. I and, mean, and they also do school clinics. Yes, and they do a bunch of uh, clinics as well, yeah. some mountain bike skills clinics, and so um, they're a big part. So again, it's all about supporting the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I think that's a that's a big part of who we are. Uh, it also lends itself to. Um, our brand, uh, what we have in our brand, uh, we try and um, we don't. We want you to buy our products because they're. We think they're good. You know, mm-hmm. we're hoping you think they're good as well. But we also want you to have a connection to the brand as well, right? So I think that people buy our brand because they they like. They like the brand. They have a they have an emotional connection to to, to our brand as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we're at a, we're at a lot of races and you see us out there and. We're all pretty, I'd like to say, nice guys, you know, and, and uh, we help out where we can and mm-hmm. do, do do what we can. So um, um, that's that's uh, just, like, you know, brand ambassadors. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of stuff. Yeah, you, like I said, we got to give back. Yeah. Um, what's next? <laughs> what's next? That's a, that's a good one. I can't, I'd have to, I'd have to shoot you. Uh, um, there's a lot of things we have uh, in the pipeline. Um, I got to ask the tough questions, man. I know t- <laughs> this is a tough one. Uh, we're moving into uh, road bike um, uh, vertical uh, okay. soon um, with some um, cool stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, I've got a patent out for a product that I'm that uh, we're finishing up, and as soon as that's um, all set and done, and then we'll release that and uh, a couple other road road bike stuff i got something for you chain lube so uh we i have a concept for a chain lube um, okay uh but we might do at some point Uh, you know it's all about again it's about sort of because we're still sort of a small company you know i have to take my dollars and put them at certain certain places yeah yeah you know so i i develop stuff as i can right like Mm -hmm. i've got Five thousand things swimming around my head at any moment (laughs) (laughs) so it's like okay what do i what do i do now and yeah see how it goes so um, we like I said again, the name is Red Monkey Sports and not Red Monkey Grips. So the idea is to come out with you know more stuff as as we go. So mm-hmm. I'm always listening and keeping my my uh, my ears and eyes open. So. Yeah. <laughs> so so you do you have a goal like okay every year I'm gonna come up come out with something new, or is it every few years you know? Because um, you want to you want to keep people like engaged engaged and yeah. stoked like oh cool they got something else new you yeah. know what I mean and, and then you know obviously it's gonna be on. Uh, and, and print stuff, and yeah. you know, obviously, like on Pink Bike or Vital or something like that, where you know they they taste they test it or whatever, and they yeah. give you whatever rating. Yeah, I never want. I don't think I want to get 
stagnant at any point like oh these are the same guys that make these grips mm -hmm. whatever for for a long time i, right. I always want to have and so i also do releases of things like i won't release a bunch of stuff all at once i'll try and sort of stagger it out yeah. and you know even though it might be done and finished i, I won't i won't uh, throw it out there until you know it's i'm, I'm sure you're like dude i just want to just let I it do. go you know I what i mean like, here check this out so i got some times, good stuff here <laughs> so many times people have been asking me too when are you going to release this this is so great you're going to i can't i can't do it yet man mm -hmm. i can't so um, yeah, we're working on on some some uh, cool stuff. But yeah, like I said, it's all. I don't. I don't want to. I also don't want to do is um, put so much stuff out there that it that it that it it clogs up the system of the of the company, right? And mm -hmm. I can't do stuff now because I just there's just too many tentacles all over the place. Yeah, I, it needs to be wrangled and managed well. So right. so that's that's another part of it as well. So, okay. but like I said, I'm slowly starting to. Um, um, give responsibilities to other, you know, parts so I can, it, you know, I swear one of the hardest things to do in life is give, is to, um, relinquish or let go, have the faith of oh, your baby of, yeah, of, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is my baby. Right. So when I say, Hey, can you do this? You know, it's like, you're still like looking to the side. Okay. Are they, are they doing, you know, are yeah. they doing that? Yeah. Doing you got, right? you got your animals still. So, huh? Yeah. So it's the, it's that it's, it's a lot of growing personally, you mm -hmm. know, uh, for me of, uh, being able to trust in, and it's huge and people and stuff yeah. like that. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a, I'm learning a lot about myself through this whole <laughs> thing and as well. So that's weird. yeah. So business is good right now. Uh, business is great. You know, uh, uh, we're expanding and we're growing every year. Um, uh, it's becoming, which is uh, good. And uh, you know, it's you can other how how you want to judge that. It's uh, uh, well, I mean, you judge it by, you by, by numbers, right? Sales numbers. Well, yes and no. I mean, uh, the company financially i guess by numbers yes you it would be growing but if if the company grows there's also more stuff you have to do right you're, mm -hmm. you're now uh, spread this much more right so it's being able to manage that growth at the same time right. uh, as well so you can you can out outgrow your capability of of managing something and then the company takes would take a dive right? yeah so um it's being able to wrangle all that stuff together uh release products update stuff mm -hmm. uh all in in sort of a you know uh, a timeline that fits into the mm -hmm. the makeup of the company. So, so uh, regarding distribution, are you still are you still going through Torcano or no, do you have this so, different distributor? Yeah, um, so we moved on to two different uh, U.S. distributors. Uh, now we're through Bike Fetish. Bike Fetish does Novatech, uh, Samani Saddles, uh, Anza Tires. Yeah, Anza Tires and and. Uh, uh, HT pedals. HT pedals, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know more about them. <laughs> so um, yeah, Hector uh, and them over at Bike Fetish have been good. Um, and then uh, the his, beer, his beer was looking really good at the time. I was like, dude, that beer, bro. Nice. And then all of a sudden, like he took it off. I'm like, what the heck, man? Yeah. And then he, uh, they ride a lot uh, uh, enduro and downhill and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, we'll go up to Snow Summit, and those guys, I'll see them. Like when we get off a lift, I'll say, "Okay, bye," and then yeah. they're, phew, they're, they're gone, gone huh? right? Yeah. So and then they, you know, through HT, they they uh, they sponsor Aaron Gwen. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cool last year at, um, at Interbike. You know, Aaron Gwen was hanging out in our booth, and I'm like, oh. "Yeah, I, I rolled by there. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting seeing that kind of stuff." Uh, and then also we have uh, BTI uh, as well. Okay. Um, and they're doing they're doing some. So we'll see how how it goes. We're um, uh, we need to sort of uh, expand expand the uh, the U.S. market a bit more, I think. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Local market as well. So. Right. 
Um, are you uh, so people can go online to to your website and, and, and buy stuff? Yeah, the, the uh, you can. I like I said earlier, I I, I suggest more people going to the bike shops. Okay. Um, and if they if the bike shop doesn't have Red Monkey grips and ask you know why why they don't or if they can get them in or if they can order them for you or do, do you guys have a uh, um, a dealer locator on yeah. the website? Yeah, we have a dealer locator on the site, um, so you can check and see or just call your local local shop and see if they they, they have them not hey man i want some red, red monkey grips or the clean uh the cleans uh bike wash or yeah, monkey goo exactly we're in a lot of local shops uh we're trying to be a bit more in the local shops there like i said there was a point where um you know i used to go around to every shop and, mm-hmm. and and do all the selling are you still do, are you still i mean what's your role now <laughs> so now it's more of just sort of managing how the how the the progression of the company and and i do more of the community stuff now actually than than doing like going into shops and and talking to the shop owners and whatnot but i still need to do that i need to, i need to separate myself enough so that i could be more of a face mm-hmm. um you know go go to over the hump and go to you know, these uh uh, you know, community events and stuff, um, right. while still managing the business, but take you know, step away from putting the grips in the box or you know. So or, you're still doing do, that? Uh, not as much as I did before, <laughs> but yeah, yes, I still at times when we get uh, if we get a big order in, then I have no, you know, I'll step in there and and do it as well. So. Uh, uh, you guys should do like a golden ticket, like put. put, <laughs> that's, put. A good, that's a good idea. I was thinking about doing that one. Were time. you? Yeah, putting like a thing in there that said, uh, "said you've worn something." Yeah, got got your signature on it or whatever, yeah. and you get like a you know a, a big a big care package and whatever. You know that'd be pretty cool. Oh, the yeah. golden the golden monkey or the something. Golden, I don't know. <laughs> the golden monkey. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I've got a sheet of paper of just just weird you know concepts or ideas of of, of how to do it. Um, yeah, you know, the Catch the Monkey has been pretty pretty popular mm-hmm. for, for a while. So, so in closing, um, what's uh, you got any shout outs? Um, people that you know have helped you along the way, uh, yeah, mentors know, and stuff like that. Um, well, my father was a huge. My father and my grand grandfather were huge mentors to me. Uh, sort of shaped who I was as well. Um, uh, there's a couple local bike shops, you know, uh, Matt Ford over at Rock and Road, and and uh, obviously Franzi uh, over over. Is there. he in your top five? He's yeah, he's <laughs> my top my top two. Top two. Oh <laughs> damn, dude, that's that's yeah, pretty it's, good. It's good. <laughs> that's pretty good. He's a good guy. I, lo- I love him, and when we laugh and chuckle, and, yeah. and uh, when the three of us get together, it's actually pretty funny because we're you know I do. This I, I love his energy. Yeah, he's always he's always positive, and he's always he's always pinned. Yeah, he's always just just happy about stuff. <laughs> And uh, between the three of those guys, we have this sort of, you know, I do this Photoshop stuff every so often. So I'll throw, I'll throw up on, on Facebook like a, a Photoshop. Go to Franzi's uh, site. You'll see like from his, his uh, uh, birthday's past where I, I Photoshop funny, his head on funny stuff. <laughs> oh, I, I did make, see that for the birthday ride, right? For the birthday ride, I think I did yeah. uh, Magnum PI yeah. this year. And last year Dude, I did him jumping out of that, a cake. That's, a, that's, that's, a, that's the Ferrari I want, man. That's, that's, right. like, that's, that's a, on my list. It was, it was like a 318 or something 318? like that. Yeah, yeah something, something like that. that. I was yeah. like, man. Yeah. Tom Selleck, dude. That, <laughs> he's, that guy. He was mucho macho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then uh, I've done some things with, with Matt where I put them as like Sigmund and Freud and stuff like that. It's just <laughs> kind of funny. But, you know, I, again, it's just all about, you know, um, that – that uh, that uh, The community. community. Yeah, community, for all sure. That, all that kind of stuff. So, so um, what are your takeaways, you know, for somebody that maybe has an idea that wants to bring it to market or, you know, you know. You know, because now you know. Obviously, you've you've gone from like, obviously, it's 
the birth of yeah. the grips and to where you're at now. Farm to market. Yeah. Um, basically, you know, if you have a concept for something, uh, my advice is is do it. You know, don't if you don't hesitate because the more you hesitate, the more you're going to start to self doubt or mm-hmm. you know oh, I don't know. I'm trust me. I'm I'm not saying that I'm. Uh, I've had thousands of doubts uh, of my of doing this over the over the years, but until you kind of step into it and take that leap of faith and say, okay, look, I'm going to trust in whatever I'm going to trust in uh, myself or, or or whatever it is, um, you know, take take that leap and and do it because what's what's going to happen is if too many years go by or you get to be certain and you didn't take it, you're going to feel more regret that you never. Um, push yourself to sort of do it. Mm-hmm. Failing is okay. We all fail, uh, you know, a lot. And but uh, if you learn from the failures, then you're succeeding mm-hmm. in the end, right? So um, you're you're gonna fail along the way. And but it's your ability to say, okay, I did I did this, and this was the outcome, mm-hmm. right? So now I'm gonna do that again, but I'm gonna learn from that outcome and do it, and and hopefully have a different outcome. So. You know, it's it's all uh, it's all a learning process. We're we're humans. We're not yeah. we're not you know these machines. We're not perfect, that, right? We're not perfect by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. So, have faith in yourself. Uh, yeah. You know, and um, uh, and let that guide you, and and uh, and and do what it is, and, and don't get down. Everybody's gonna have pitfalls and mm-hmm. and whatnot, but just you know, do it. Yeah, that's Cre- create some some character, right? Yeah, exactly. So you know whether whether or not it, it it succeeds in the end or it doesn't, you you've done something greater than than not doing anything at all. Yeah, exactly. What I have a you know a saying to myself is that I, you know when I go someplace, I, I'm I'm not trying to be better than everybody else. I'm simply trying to be better than the guy I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So um, um, that's a big a big thing for me. So do it, learn from it, and grow from it. That's I go from there. What uh, uh you brought you brought a little Tupperware, man. <laughs> yeah, I brought this Tupperware. What, this, what what's up with that? <laughs> okay, so my buddy uh, Ray, who owns uh, this company called Sticky Kicks, uh, they Sticky do Sticky Kicks. Sticky okay. Kicks. They do. Is that like, was that is that the website name? Or what is it for? Uh, they race car like uh, RC cars. Uh, okay. He has this um, sort of uh, uh, fluid and stuff that you wash your cars with, or you put it on your tires and clean your tires off after you you race and stuff like that. And this guy, I thought I was. Okay, so there's different types of chefs, right? There's <laughs> chefs that like cook stuff on the line with the sauce. And chef party, yeah. Then there's there's bakers, and this guy is a baker. He makes this. If you could see what I'm hey, holding in my hand, right? About it, forget about, about it. Forget huh? about it. So he makes this. If I could delicately put this like this, uh, he makes this lemon, uh, and you're it's it stinks that you can't you can't try yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm on this stupid keto diet. thing, dude. Yeah, but he makes this lemon cake. That is seriously, it's crack, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know if crack is like this, but if it is, <laughs> then I can understand why people get addicted. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this crack is just like lemon cake. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what is it organic, or I mean, what I mean, what makes I don't, it? Just, he he won't give. He won't. Okay. He, he just he just brings it to you. Like okay. he'll show up at, at, at Red Monkey HQ, oh, and he'll just. And yeah. I'm like, oh, let him in. Yeah, <laughs> let him in. Quick, let yeah, him in. Let him in quick. So he'll have this stuff, and it is so moist. It has this, this, this sugar glazed oh, stuff on top. Yeah. It's Stop. just, I mean, Stop. can I? T- <laughs> 
you can just squish it. It's just oh, it's so good. Uh, it so, looks good. Yeah, like a big with a big glass of oh yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's nom nom nom. nom oh sure. man, <laughs> damn <laughs> it! Can you smell it? Can you at least smell it? Or is that not? <sighs> is that gonna tempt you okay, too much? I'm just gonna. <laughs> just, oh yeah, that's, that smells yeah. delicious. Good stuff. Yeah, he's he's a baker. Th- th- thanks to Kimmy Runner and uh, Roger Hernandez. Uh, yeah. Sp- now I'm on this stupid thing, but oh, you know yeah. what? Uh, it's uh, it'd be worth it in the long run. Yeah, Kimmy actually used to work with us uh, for a long time. She's a great girl, and uh, yeah. she she does rides that are just amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get on the show. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, her <clears throat> training, training, endurance. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, her uh, her and uh, two of my uh, racers went down to the you were talking about earlier about the Baja yeah uh, 100 uh, ultra the, what endurance. Is it, epic whatever something yeah like epic what, the ultra endurance some, race yeah down in down in Baja and they they all went down there and did that and they said it was just insane yeah but I love going to Baja yeah yeah great fish tacos <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so cool well times. Mike I appreciate you coming on the show Thanks and uh, we're here at the hits101.com uh, radio station and uh, shout out to Sismontan Brewery and thank you sir for uh, coming on the show like I said and uh, Red Monkey Sports that's what's up thanks a lot peace <laughs>